Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name is John, um, and I'm one of the leaders here at Hope. And it's lovely to see you this morning. If you're visiting, I hope you feel really welcome and, and part of us. If you're not visiting, you're just as welcome, and we love to see your lovely faces this morning. Um, it's really exciting to be um, here this morning and just to hear the thunder of <laughs> children above us, um, which is brilliant. It's a real milestone for us as a church. Um, I am slightly nervous. When I arrived this morning, I saw the pool table and I thought work's going to slow down somewhat. Once Jim's in here with the pool table and the tennis table tennis, it might not be Christmas. Just giving you the heads up. All right. um, so, yeah, this morning, it, it felt like kind of um, as, as we move into this next phase with the children going upstairs, that um, this is kind of our first, um, not official because obviously we've been meeting with the kids and it's been fantastic over the last few weeks, but the first kind of congregation is the 9.15 from the Granary. Um, I do want to say the 450 from Paddington, but it is the 915 from the Granary. Um, and uh, it's great just to be here. And I just want to share a bit of my heart this morning in terms of what, what, what my dream is for, for us as a congregation, really. And uh, I've entitled this talk, uh, Raising the Standard. And uh, in the summer, we are struggling with the resolution this morning, so that it may not come up on the PowerPoint, um, but the team do a great job, like Isaac said. Anyway, in the summer, Nick and I took the kids down to London. And we did, the, we did the tour, and we started at Waterloo, and uh, London Bridge, Tower Bridge, St. Paul's, the lot, Leicester Square, Piccadilly. And uh, Steve, if you could just flick on to the next one. Amelie's main aim for the trip was to clock off as many um, Monopoly sites as she could. So we did do Pall Mall, Leicester Square, Piccadilly. We got them all. We couldn't get to Covent Garden to, what, what are the brown ones? Uh, Old Kent Road and things like that. They're a bit far out. I think they're East End, are they, Pat? Your territory, are they, Pat? Yeah, um, so we didn't get that far out, but we did clock up a few of the old Monopoly sites as we went round. But one of the highlights of the trip was to get to Buckingham Palace. You always love a trip to the palace, don't you? And it was great to, to get down, and the kids... It had been ages since we'd taken the kids to London, and uh, so we got to the palace, and uh, unfortunately, um, the, the Queen wasn't home. Um, she did promise next time I was in town we could meet up for a tea and coffee, but uh, on the time we were there, she wasn't uh, available for that. How did we know she wasn't available? Well, we knew because the standard wasn't raised above the palace. If you know, if you can see her on the screen, um, whenever the Queen's at home, whenever she's in residence, whether it's Buckingham Palace or uh, Windsor Castle or Balmoral, the, the, fl the standard flies at full mast above the palace, and we know the Queen is at home. And, uh, and it just got me thinking. And uh, I also thought about, you know, when new territory is taken, new territory is, is claimed, they'll go out and they'll plant a flag, they'll plant a standard in, in the ground and say, this, this is our land, like the Americans did when they went to the moon. Uh, they, they, they claimed it as their own, didn't they? They raised the standard on the moon for, for their territory. And it kind of just got me thinking about us as a congregation. As we, as we meet here, Hope Church, at 9.15 or 11.15 or at 6 o'clock with the Encounter congregation, that we raise the standard. And, uh, and we as a church, our, our strap line as a church really is about pursuing God and serving people. And I really believe that we can only serve people once we've met with God and we've encountered God. We can only really serve them well and serve our community of Worcester well when we've met with God and encountered him. So I really want to focus in on this morning in terms of actually just pursuing God. And we as a congregation about seeking him and seeking his face and the, I really struggled in, in, in lockdown and COVID. It was, it was a tough couple of years, wasn't it? The, the, the band and the, uh, all the speakers did a fantastic job in terms of facilitating 
times of worship in, in the home on the YouTube and Facebook channels and things like that. But it wasn't the same of it as being together collectively and meeting together and worshipping and seeking our God. Because there's something different when we come together collectively to worship the King. And, uh, and I, I, so often in, terms of in, the, in, the, in the past, sometimes worship was perceived as the forerunner to the preach, the main event, the preach. But really, my heart is that we as a church, as a congregation, we pursue God in worship and it's a, we seek his face. And just about some context, really, in terms of where we've come from. So we're going to just step back in time slightly. I'm going to go back to the Old Testament. And uh, well, if, if, if you know your uh, Old Testament history... Um, then what worship looked like back then was very much about there was a tent or the tabernacle and it's where God dwelt and only the priests could access God. And the only way they could access God, the priests themselves, was through the shedding of blood. So sheep or bulls or cows would have to be sacrificed in order that they could then enter the, enter the temple and meet with God. And they could only do that on behalf of the people. It was the priests who went on behalf of the people once blood had been shed. But when Jesus came, he said, destroy that temple and I'll raise it again in three days. And uh, they had no idea what he was talking about at the time, but they recollect afterwards, actually what he was meaning is that through him we can worship, through him we can access God. And he, and he went on to say as he met with the woman at the well in the, that no longer would they worship on this mountain or in that place or in Jerusalem, but we'll all worship through spirit and in truth. And my heart for us at Hope Church is that we are a people that just love to seek his presence, love to worship him, love to encounter him. Yeah. And uh, it, it says in, in the Bible that we individually are living stones, that we are now the temple. We're, we're built on the, the foundation of Jesus. He is the cornerstone. And we are the living stones that are built upon him that where the Holy Spirit dwells. And I love it when we come together corporately and that we meet together and we worship together. The Holy Spirit is here amongst us. It was great this morning just to hear different contributions as the Spirit moved around the room, prompting one another to contribute and to participate in our worship. And it's God speaking to us because the Holy Spirit dwells amongst us. And we don't really talk much about leaders and elders here at Hope because we're all priests. We're all, we've all got a part to play. We're all contributors in, in the worship and bringing our offerings, bringing our sacrifices. So my heart is that we all play a part in our worship times, that we all come hungry for the Holy Spirit to meet with us and to be a part of us. I was, I was listening to a friend of mine who leads a church down in London, and he, he had a talk that I was listening to recently. And uh, he was recounting a time when he, was lit, uh, he and a few other leaders from churches, some of the younger leaders from the churches in the New Frontiers family had gathered together to meet with Terry, Ferg, uh, Terry Virgo, who's the founding father of New Frontiers, and Terry was just um, encouraging them, really, and he was sharing some of the stories of the early days of New Frontiers, and uh, he, he, was, he was telling them about times when um, you had these group of hungry people, hungry to meet with God, hungry to seek him out, but you, in this context of quite traditional churches where worship times would consist of a, of a hymn, stand up, sing the hymn, sit down again, and then you had about an hour-long preach, and that was kind of the context they were facing and, and these guys were hungry for the presence of God they were hungry to encounter him and, uh, and he was telling about times where people get kicked out of churches for, for raising their arms or they'd get letters of complaint 
because so many people had their arms raised that people at the back of the row couldn't see the front of the church. And, uh, and that was kind of the context they were working in. And, uh, and uh, he, was, he was encouraging these young leaders now. He was saying, don't forget. Don't forget what we had to contend for. Don't take for granted the environment we have now. Don't take for granted the, the opportunity we have to gather together and worship and encounter God. It's not just a nice thing that we do. It's not just we don't just come here just to sing a few songs and feel good. We come to encounter the presence of God. And it's, it's that encouragement for, uh, for us all just to not to take, grant, take for granted our heritage, where we've come from, and to hold on to that hunger to seek out the presence of God. And that many of you will know that one of my favourite verses in, in the Bible, I'll try and get it in most preachers, so you probably name it off by heart, um, is it, in Revelation. And I love that picture, the pictures in Revelation of, of the throne room of God as, as people gather around the throne, multitudes. It says in Revelation 7, 9, it says, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Praise and glory, wisdom and thanks, honour and power and strength. Be to our God forever and ever and ever. Amen. And I just love that picture just of multitudes of every tribe, every people group, every nation. And uh, as we gather here this morning... We're joining with the chorus of heaven and we're saying, worthy, worthy, worthy are you, O Lord. Holy, holy, holy. And we, we get to participate and enjoy what's happening in heaven right now here on earth. And one day we'll be there unrestricted in the full glory of the King. But as we gather here, we're, we're, we're glimpsing something of the glory of heaven. And, uh, and that's a beautiful thing. It just And we, we want... God to meet with us here in this city, in this wonderful building. Metaphorically, we want to raise that standard. We want, it's, uh, there was a song in the 90s based on a, on a verse in Isaiah that said, when the spirit of the Lord raises up the standard, all the people of the earth shall seek his face. And we kind of want to metaphorically raise the standard above the granary. And we want the city of Worcester to know that we are here pursuing him. And that if they come in these doors, they can encounter the living God and come and worship with us. So I just want to finish up with just some observations, really, about corporate times of worship as we, as we gather together. And uh, firstly, that as we worship, it kind of changes our focus. So often, we live in such busy lives. I've had the busiest week ever, I think, at work. And, uh, and, and so often, I can get so focused on everything else going around that I take my eyes off the king. But as we come together collectively to worship, as we, as we worship at home, it refocuses our gaze. And as we see the king, we're captivated again. And uh, we, we change our focus. We, 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 we love him and we can love other people because we see him, we know what he's done for us. We get fresh revelation of, of our salvation. We get fresh revelation of all that means, our, the wonderful inheritance we've got in him as we, as we worship him. I'd also say worship is a discipline. It, sometimes it's, it can be easy to come down and worship. Kind of, it, it, all things can be good. But when we're in the desert place or we've got disappointment or we've got frustrations or it's just, life's just rubbish, it can be really hard to come and worship. 
But worship is a choice, and it, it, it's a decision we make, and that uh, we collectively come and, uh, and we choose to worship. Even when things are rubbish, he's still worthy. Even things aren't good, he is good. And, and as we gather, as we seek his face, he reminds us that he is good. And uh, as, we, as we praise, it, 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 as Dave was saying earlier, it, um, it, it's power in it. There's power against the enemies. We, as we worship, there's power in that. And as we declare truth, it sinks into our souls, it sinks into our hearts, and we declare who he is and, and who we are in him. It's a beautiful thing. But also say, worship unites us. Sometimes we won't always agree. Sometimes we don't always get it right. But you know, when we come together, we all come with the same purpose, the same goal, and that's to glorify him. And so as we gather together, we can put all other things aside, focus on him, and we're united in purpose. But also, as we worship, so often we come thankful and, and, and praise and, and worship him, but that, that leads to intimacy with the king. And, and I believe as we... As we have intimacy with Jesus through times of worship. He reveals his heart. And, uh, and he breaks our heart for the things that break his. And, and as I said at the beginning, we're about pursuing God and serving people. And I believe as we, as we have intimate times of worship with him, he reveals his heart for this city, for the, for, for the lost, for the broken, for holiness. And, and we become intimate with him. And he sows dreams into our hearts, doesn't he? And, uh, and it's about, it, they come from those times of worship. It, but also say, as we worship, as we encounter him, he transforms lives. I, um, the first Sunday we met here back in August, um, Bruce, Jane's dad was here. And Bruce, if you did not know, was one of the, the pillars of this church for so many years. And he was just reminding me of times when we, we met at Kemsey Baptist, way back when. And uh, we just got lost in the presence of God. And uh, he wasn't nostalgically looking back. But he was reminding me just of how many lives were transformed through encounter with God. And just as we, as we soaked in the presence of God, we met with him. And, and he transformed lives. And, uh, and it's so often God does so many things so quickly in the time of worship that we've been praying for for years. And it's just, as, we, as we encounter him, as his presence comes, he transforms lives and, and does things. And uh, sometimes worship can just be so simple, can't it? It can just be just a really simple song, just declaring the truth. And through that, we, we engage with him and encounter him. I'm going to invite the band up. I've just got a couple of points, but just let the band get ready. Um, obviously, it would lead to a worship song at the end, wouldn't it? So <laughs> uh, it would be rude not to. But, um, but also, what I'm excited about, as we, as we start this new adventure, obviously we've got multiple congregations meeting here at Hope. And that means we're smaller in number at the moment. Um, and that's fantastic because more of us have to get involved. More of us have to be active. And, uh, and worship is active. It's a response, isn't it? You see who Jesus is and you respond. And uh, I love it when, when we gather together, we, we worship together, and the, 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 the hand of God moves around the congregation. And it prompts one person to, to pray out, or it prompts one person to bring a, a scripture, or, it, or a prophecy, or a word of encouragement. And together we sharpen one another, we, we encourage one another. And, uh, and that, that's what I want this place to be, a place where we're all active, we're all responding. We're all at different parts in our lives and what have you, but we're all acting and responding together. And then, lastly... Um, 
I believe as, as we worship, walls come down. And uh, I love that story in the Bible as the, as the Israelites went around the walls of Jericho. It was the worshippers who went first and they led the way. And, uh, and, and I believe as we worship in this city, as we worship the heart of this city, we'll see walls come down. And uh, we, we long for this building to be full through the week of different people coming in and out of this community. And as they do that, they encounter the God because we've, we've raised the standard above this, <laughs> above this building, metaphorically, that God dwells here. God resides here because his people are here. We are here full of the Holy Spirit, the living stones that we are worshipping. So I just, <clears throat> it, I just wanted to respond, really, with, with a song, one of my favourite songs. It's a simple prayer, really. It's called, Lord, You Have My Heart. And, and I don't know if you when you were a kid and uh, you'd have the altar call and you'd, they'd ask, anyone want to give their life to Jesus? And uh, you always put up your hand just to make sure, didn't you? Just to, and I kind of get that sense this morning that we, we, we're all love Jesus. But, you know, life's busy and things. It's time every now and then just say, Lord, you have my heart. I seek you. I worship you. And, and as we worship, show your glory. Show your glory. Reveal your face that we may see you and we may go from this place and serve and uh, love our city. So Jane and the band, if you're okay to lead us, I'll pray and then we'll, we'll, we'll worship. Father, we just want to say thank you that you are God and that we have an amazing freedom to meet together and to worship you. And uh, Father, we want to say right from the outset, come Holy Spirit. Come and fill us afresh. Come and give us fresh revelation of who you are and who we are in you, Lord Jesus. Thank you that we're not just saved, but we have an amazing inheritance in you that one day we will stand with the the multitudes of people and worship the King for eternity. But until that day, Lord, we choose to worship you. We choose to give our lives as living sacrifices to you. And as we gather here on a Sunday, Lord, I pray, come and meet with us. Come and transform lives. Come and change lives as we encounter the living God, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.